0: Ollie, you've got to come, there's a ghost or a zombie or a skeleton, I I don't know how to describe it exactly. I said, okay, okay, calm down, tell me what's going on. Well, every night, for the past few nights, there's been this ghoul, I don't know, roving around, roving around the the neighborhood, and in particular, around some of the stores, and they're trying to get into the stores, and it's very scary. I said, huh, and what neighborhood is this? It's it's over in Loraville. I said, oh okay okay, and to tell me what this ghoul looks like. So well, it's you can see its bones, but it's wearing clothes. It's wearing like, well, a, it looks like a pirate clothes. I don't know. It's not like a complete pirate costume, but it's got you know silver buckled boots and a tricorn hat and a jacket like you imagine a pirate's wearing. It's got a sword. Um, But then you see its rib cage, and there doesn't seem to be much of any flesh on the bones. It's got kind of an eerie glow. I don't quite know what the deal with it is, but it's scaring everybody, Ollie. I said, okay, okay. And it's trying to get into the stores. Yeah. It appears at nightfall, kind of by the Safeway. I said, huh, it's an odd place for a, a pirate ghost to. Start it's evening, but alright. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but I wonder if you the parking lot for a while, looks kind of confused, and then it starts trying to get into the different stores. There's the liquor store there, and there's the there's the CVS. It tries to get into the Safeway sometimes, but not all the time. Um, sometimes it tries to get into that plumbing shop that's over there. I say, when you say try to get in, what do you mean? Well, it, it pulls on the doors, it bangs on the doors, sort of howls, I don't know, it makes this horrible noise, I can't really replicate it myself, but like a kind of a noise, like a groany, howly noise, I said, all right, well, I can come take a look, and it's every night, every night for about a week, yeah, it's, at first we thought it was just, I don't know, some prank, or some ad for something, or I don't know, but now it's it's every night and it's really scaring people. So Ollie went over there before nightfall to maybe catch some people's reactions, because he thought that maybe if people are seeing this they might have more information. And he figured that some people that might see it would be people that are getting off work around that time. So he started off and there's like like an architecture place, like an architecture firm near there. And so it was about, you know, 4.30 in the afternoon or so he knocked on the door. said, hey, we're, we're about to close up for the day. Did you have an appointment? I said, no, but I was hoping somebody here might be able to tell me a little bit about this pirate ghost. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I should talk to Phil about that. Hey, Phil. Somebody here asking about the pirate ghost? Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, do they want to come in? And I can tell them about it. I said, do you want to come in? I said, uh, sure, sure. Stop it. Stop. No, just sit. It. So I went into this guy's office. It was a big, bigger guy. Um, very tall, bright red hair. Stop. I said, so you've seen this ghost? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen the ghost. I work kind of a later schedule than everybody else here. You know, most of the office gets in about eight thirty, nine o'clock and leaves like you know five thirty, six o'clock. But I've got some stuff I need to drop off my kids um, and do a few other things, so I just work a later schedule. So I come in about 10.30, 11 o'clock, and I leave um, like seven thirty, eight o'clock. And sometimes I need to do some stuff Middle of the day and some here, you know, even later. So you know, recently in the in this time of year, anyway, it's often dark or getting dark when I'm leaving. So yeah, I've seen this ghost a couple of times now. Stop. Relax. Just sit, Elsa. Just sit. Have you tried to talk to it? Yeah. I mean, the first night I just like didn't want to mess with it. You know, not my business. I just got in my car. Did take a photo with my cell phone. I can show you that. And then, you know, drove away. The second night I didn't even take a photo. I just figured whatever, I'll read about it in the paper, I guess. But the third night it was kind of over by over by our, you know, end of things. And so I went over to get a closer look. And I don't know, I couldn't figure it out. It's got this faint Bluish glow. Um, And I can't figure out the trick. I tried to talk to it. Did it say anything? Yeah. Yeah, I went over to it and I said, you know, excuse me. Is everything all right? And it looked at me. Stop being yourself. It just looked at me. Well, kind of looked at me. I mean, it didn't have any eyes in its head, but it turned its face toward me. and then just wordlessly opened its mouth like it was, I don't know, singing, but no words, no sound. That freaked me out, so I got in my car and I went. And um, yeah, I I haven't been working quite as late because I kinda don't wanna see this thing again. I said, all right, all right. Has Has anybody else seen it? I said, yeah, you should ask the plumbing shop guy. Uh, he's been in the shop a couple of times when it's tried to get in there. I uh, have lunch with him sometimes. He mentioned it. I said, all right, thank you. So I went over to the plumbing shop. I asked him, like, hey, uh, my is Ollie. I'm investigating this pirate skeleton thing. I said, oh, man, yeah, that thing. Good. Glad well, somebody's trying to figure out what's going on. Creepy, creepy thing so you've seen it? Yeah. I mean, I've seen it around, you know, We close-up shop here about 7 o'clock some nights. But one night I was in here late doing some inventory after work, after it was closed. I mean, thank goodness I'd locked that door. I don't always lock the door when I'm just doing inventory. Just, you know, some latecomer wanders in needing a plumbing part. I'd like to be able to go ahead and sell that to him. But I'd locked the door this time. And, man, I'm glad I did because, yeah, that thing it came over. Saw it little below, and I just grabbed the door handles and started shaking them, shaking them, shaking them. It was pointing over it. kind of that area over there? I looked, and there was an area that had a lot of like plumbing tools, not plumbing parts so much, but you know, brushes and files and little saws and cut cutters, things like that. Yeah, gesturing at that area and groaning or grunting, I'm not sure how you would describe it exactly. It pulled at the door and pulled at the door and kind of looked at me. I mean, it's looking right at me. It knew I was here. I just froze. I stared at it. It stared at me. And then it went back to grunting and pointing. And after a little bit, it walked away. Honestly, it looked disappointed. I huh. So I consulted the local librarian. Well, the lecture, of the librarian downtown at the Enoch Pratt Central Library. Said, "What do you know about skeleton ghosts?" Stop. I said, "Skeleton ghosts? Not much. Although there are some tales of uh, of sailors that end up looking like that." I said, "Sailors." Yeah, yeah. The I think the idea is they get lost at sea and then they try to come back to their home port, but they're ghosts, so their flesh is all gone. I don't know. There's there's lots of different ghost stories, but that's one. That's the local one. I mean, uh, you know, Baltimore's been a port city for a long time. I said yeah. So what's their deal? Why do they come back? Well, sometimes they're looking for their, in the stories. I mean, they're looking for. Treasure they left behind, or, or maybe, maybe not even treasure, but just like, you know, their own money that they had that they lived, because they would live here in Baltimore, a lot of sailors, and then they would go off on their expeditions, come back. So, yeah, sometimes in the stories they're trying to find their, their treasure chest, their box of money, their whatever. Uh, other times there's one where it's kind of a famous story where this skeleton pirate, sailor person wanders around town and all he really wants is a bed to lie down in uh, that's called The Ghost of St. John I don't know why St. John it's that interesting. Don't make me tell you another time oh, I said, huh Alright, do you have any books on this? He said, yeah. yeah there's a book about Baltimore ghost stories uh, let me get it for you. So they got all the book, and Ollie went, you know checked the book out, but it didn't have a whole lot of information of what the library had told him. so we went back over there that evening. We saw the ghost. as when said, it kind of appeared, sort of walked around the corner from the end of the safeway, looking confused. I only figured skeleton ghost skeletons aren't known for their speed and always pretty fast he figured maybe he would try to talk to it and just be brave if it started to lunge at him he could run away and he figured he could get away by running and by climbing up one of the light poles so that was all his plan so the thing came around the corner and started wandering around the parking lot looking confused and I came up say about 15 feet away and said, hey. And the skeleton pirate thing didn't respond. Hey, um, sailor? it looked up. Hey, you're a sea creature. I'm a sea creature. Maybe we can help each other out. And it didn't have any flesh on its face. So it didn't have any eyebrows. All I could have sworn, it made an expression like someone furrowing their brows in a quizzical look. So Ollie went on. That I'm betting that you're here because you're looking for something. I'd like to help you figure out what. I'm going to be honest. I want to help because you're haunting here. It's freaking people out. and They've hired me to figure out what your deal is and help you, help you move on. The skeleton nodded slowly. Said, so are you looking for your home? And the skeleton shook its head in you know, a jerky kind of emotion. And then it pointed to its mouth. I said, Huh. You're missing your gold tooth. The skeleton shook its head in a jerky motion. Um you want to eat something? Skeleton shook its head in a jerky motion. Ollie kept on guessing things, and after a few guesses, the Skeleton must have gotten frustrated because it looked at Ollie, and it let out one of those groundy howl or growly howl things people describe as, sort of, <sighs> but it's hard to make words without a tongue or lips. Then it hit Ollie, the smell. Whoa! Sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but your breath is terrible. And with that, the skeleton's arms went out. And it put its head forward and nodded. Very pronounced nod. And kind of held its arms out like saying, yeah. And I said, your breath is the problem? And the skeleton gave an excited nod. Your breath is it? Your. And I, I thought, I thought. How do sailors clean their teeth? I thought. Hold on a second. I have an idea. Will you wait here? The skeleton shrugged. So he ran into the safe which was still open. He got bottle of water, toothbrush, and some toothpaste. He ran back outside. The skeleton didn't quite know what to do with him. So Ollie ran back inside. He got another toothbrush. Another bottle of water. Brought it back out. And this time Ollie showed him. Now, an octopus's mouth is not in the same position relative to the eyes that a human's mouth are is. But, you know, he made do. And the skeleton was a sailor, after all. It'd seen octopuses. So, I well, put some of the toothpaste on the toothbrush, reached in and scrubbed his teeth. And then he rinsed and spat. And said, tastes minty and delicious. And the skeleton nodded and made a gesture at the other toothbrush. And I well, handed him the toothbrush, and he made a gesture. And I well, put toothpaste on his toothbrush. And a little bit of water... skeleton brought it to his mouth and gave his teeth such a vigorous brushing you wouldn't believe. You'd think that skeleton hadn't seen a toothbrush in a hundred years. The excitement. Now I realized, maybe it hasn't. And it scrubbed and scrubbed and scrubbed, and my goodness, all I could tell. When it finished, it couldn't really spit, but it sort of rinsed its off at the water bottle, it's hard to spit without teeth. I said, wow, that really makes a difference. I mean, your teeth are brighter than your whole rest of your skeleton. And once again, no lips. But all I could have sworn is that the skeleton smiled. And it put its hands on its hips and Dissolved away into the air, with a thousand little points of light. I stood there, confused, holding a toothbrush. I said, "Well, I guess I just wanted clean breath to go to bed with. I guess I can understand that." So I picked up the toothbrush. Inside and got a plastic bag and put the toothbrush in the plastic bag. I thought, I don't know quite what I'm gonna do with this. But I feel like a toothbrush used once by a ghost skeleton pirate. It's an unusual enough item that maybe I can find a use for that later. And he went home. In the morning he called the people that had hired him and said, I don't think the ghost is gonna bother you anymore. I think the ghost got what it needed. He said, What did it need? Yeah? It needed to brush its teeth, and Ollie said. That was the case of Ollie and the skeleton ghost.